mountains are still being moved. Hello, and welcome to Raising the Standard with Pastor Owen Moody of the Richmond House of Prayer in Richmond, Kentucky. You're invited to join us each Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for an anointed full-length message from Pastor Moody. After the message, we'll be back to let you know how you can contact us. On this podcast, Pastor Moody brings us a message entitled, The Place of Christmas. His scripture text will be taken from the book of Micah, chapter 5, verse 2. Here now, Pastor Moody. I want to just get right into the Word of God tonight. And we are now officially into December, into the Christmas season. And in the past, I had to, uh, God had given me and laid on my heart to do a series of messages about Christmas. And I would preach them on Sunday mornings through the month of December. Uh, I've done that for some years, several different messages that I would preach. And so I, I thought that maybe leading up uh, to Christmas now on these Wednesday nights, I would share some of those messages with you. Uh, amen. To maybe kind of get your mind off of the COVID and on to unto us, a child was born and us, a son was given. And I want to just deal tonight with a message that I've titled, listen, I'm going to call it The Place of Christmas, where Christmas started, the place of Christmas. And I want to read uh, a scripture from the book of Micah, chapter 5. I want to tell you about this scripture. Micah, literally in this chapter, begins to prophesy about the invasion of Babylon, and then he sort of skips over and, and talks about the, uh, about the tribulation that's going to come after the rapture of the church. But right in the middle of that, he, he does a reflective verse that talks about Bethlehem, the place where Jesus was born, and he prophesies that, that the one that they would reject, who is the Lord of glory, was born in Bethlehem. And that's where our Christmas story begins. I want to deal with the place of Christmas. Micah chapter 5, verse number 2. He says, But thou, Bethlehem Ephrathah, Though thou be little among the thousands of Judah. Do you know that Bethlehem is just a little village back then and not much more than that today that's just five miles from Jerusalem. And so he says, Though thou be little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of you shall come forth unto me that is to be ruler in Israel whose goings forth have been from of old, from everlasting. Ah, oh, listen, in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, the Word was God, the Word became flesh in Bethlehem that night and began to dwell among us. Father, add your blessing to the Word of God and we'll give you praise in Jesus' name. Everybody said amen. Praise the Lord. Thompson uh, Chain Bible notes this, that, that Bethlehem, known as the city of David, lies just, as I said, five miles, it's actually south of Jerusalem. It was here, it's a very historic place, it was where, uh, where Rachel was buried, where Jacob buried Rachel. Here is the place where Ruth, a man, gleaned in the field of Boaz, and of course she was, you know, David was of her descendancy of Boaz, and David also was anointed to be king. Christ was born in a manger, 
And wise men came from the east seeking a savior. They came to Bethlehem. Bethlehem, although rich in Bible heritage, was this little humble village of meager means. The amazing thing is that the king of glory would come from heaven to earth and especially to a lowly place like Bethlehem, a place inhabited by poor shepherds and farmers, people that were thought to be the lowest uh, in the caste system that they lived in at that time. And yet God the king didn't come Amen to the palace. He didn't come to the temple. He didn't come to the place of the great religious heritage of Israel. But he came to this place where the prophet Micah prophesied that he came. Amen. God in his omniscience chose Bethlehem. When I started to think about this, I want to say first of all that Bethlehem, the reason Christ was born there, as I've mentioned, was a place of spiritual heritage. I mentioned it's where Rachel was died, died and was buried, Jacob's wife. You remember, if you remember, he served Laban seven years and Laban deceived him and gave him Leah. Then he served seven more years and got Rachel, this beautiful woman that was his, that was his wife. Genesis 48 and 7, and uh, Jacob, after he's been reunited with Joseph, and Joseph has spent a lifetime in Egypt almost, you know, all of his youth and, and his time as a young man in Egypt and has become Lord of Egypt. And when Joseph is reunited with the son he thought was dead, in Genesis 48 and 7, he said, As for me, I came from Padan, and Rachel died by me in the land of Canaan in the way where yet there was a, yet about a little way to come to Ephrath. And I buried her there in the way of Ephrath, or Ephrata, and the same is Bethlehem. As I mentioned, it's where the story of Ruth, the ancestor of David, and, and of course of Jesus, amen, uh, unfolded. Ruth chapter 1 and verse 1 said, It came to pass in the days when the judges ruled that there was a famine in the land of Israel, and a certain man from Bethlehem, Judah, went to sojourn in the country of Moab, he and his wife and his two sons. And of course, if you remember the story about how that he died there and his sons died there, and, and Naomi returned with her daughter-in-law. The scripture said in Ruth 1 and 19, so they two went until they came to Bethlehem on their way back. And it came to pass when they were come to Bethlehem that all the city was moved, amen, and said, is this Naomi? And verse number 20, Ruth number chapter 1, verse number 20 said, She came to them and said, Call me not Naomi, but call me Mara, for the Almighty has dealt bitterly with me. I went out full, and the Lord has brought me home again empty. Why do you call me Naomi? Naomi meant pleasant. Seeing how the Lord has testified against me, and the Almighty has afflicted me. Verse number 22 said, And Naomi uh, returned, and Ruth the Moabitess, her daughter-in-law, with her, which returned out of the country of Moab, and they came to Bethlehem in the beginning of the barley harvest. And I'm going to kind of skip a lot of that story. And it says, after she had married Boaz, the scripture says in chapter 4, verse 17, and the women, her neighbors, gave this child a name. There and said, there is a, saying, there's a son born to Naomi, and they called his name Obed, and he is the father of Jesse. 
and he is the father of David. And those of you who know your Bible knows that David was, <clears throat> that Christ was called, amen, prophetically, the son, messianically, the son of David. And in Micah chapter 5 and verse 2 then, he says, Thou Bethlehem, you may be little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of you is going to come forth this Messiah. I started thinking like this, that said his, his goings forth have been from everlasting. And the word everlasting is a Hebrew word that means the days of eternity. This was the plan of God. The scripture says in Matthew chapter 2 and verse number 4 that Herod gathered all the priests and the scribes of the people together and demanded, watch this, where Christ should be born. Where did the prophets say he would be born? And verse 5 said, they said unto him, amen, in Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet, and thou, Bethlehem, amen, in the land of Judah, are not least among the princes of Judah, for out of thee the governor will come. Repeated Micah's uh, uh, prophecy. So the, the spiritual heritage of Bethlehem is undisputed. What a place, amen, for the Bible to, to signify and point out that Christ would be born there. I want to tell you it would be thought of as a mean place or a despised place in the eyes of the affluent and those that well to do. Most likely the wealthy would not even think of spending a night in Bethlehem. Who would want to go to such a place as this? But I want to tell you, we sing the old song year after year, O little town of Bethlehem, how still we see thee lie. Above thy deep dreamless sleep, the silent stars go by, yet in thy dark street shineth the everlasting light. I want to tell you, that was born in Bethlehem that night was the Son of God. What a heritage Bethlehem has I remember in 1995, we made a trip to Israel. And at that time, amen, you were allowed to go into Bethlehem. You can't go into Bethlehem now. But I remember we went there to Bethlehem and we went to that church of the nativity, that place where they believed that Christ was born and laid in that manger. And it was down in under the church. It was a place of a cave, amen, where he was born. And I remember going into that place and, and uh, down those little steps we went and right on the spot where the, where the, uh, where the ancients had thought Jesus was born, there was a star, amen, it looked like a golden star that was, that was embedded in the floor. And what a presence was in that place that you could just imagine Jesus coming, amen, to the earth and coming, amen, there from the womb of a virgin, born in that lowly place. What a wonderful heritage it was. The next thing I want to tell you about Bethlehem, that it re one of the reasons it's so important to us, the place of Christmas, is that Bethlehem was a place of refreshing. The Bible said in 2 Samuel chapter 23 and verse number 14, David was in a hold. In other words, he was in a hiding place. And the garrison, the Philistines had taken, amen, had taken over Bethlehem. And David, of course, at this time 
was, was in the battle and he was fighting against the enemy. And the scripture said that David longed, amen, in verse number 15, it said that David longed and said, oh, that one would give me a drink out of the water of the well of Bethlehem. Amen. This place of refreshing, which is by the gate. And you might know the story that three mighty men broke through the host of the Philistines and drew water out of the well at Bethlehem that was by the gate and took it and brought it to David. And nevertheless, he would not drink thereof, but he poured it out to God as a drink offering. Can I tell you there's something about Bethlehem Amen, that David remembered as a child drinking of that sweet water out of that well. Amen, I want to tell you, folk, there's a well of living water today that springs up for those who would receive it. In John chapter 7 and verse number 37, the scripture said this, that in the last day, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirsts, let him come to me and drink. He that believes on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly will flow living waters. But this he spoke of the Spirit, talking about the day when the Holy Ghost would be poured out. And, and many of the people, therefore, when they heard his saying, said of a truth, This is that prophet. And others said, This is the Christ. But some said, Shall Christ come out of Galilee? Has not the scripture said that Christ would come of the seed of David? Out of Bethlehem. Listen, Bethlehem was a place of refreshing. Amen. I want to tell you today, many of you that might be watching us and, and listening to us tonight, you know, this, this is a time of unprecedented uh, unrest and trouble around our world. This, this COVID, uh, uh, this, this pandemic that we're in and all the political upheaval and, and all the uncertainty and the unrest that's going on around the world. I want to tell you, it's not going to get better. I believe that according to the word of God, it's going to get worse. Jesus said in the last days that things would wax worse and worse. And you might say, Preacher, you sound like a prophet of doom. And well, I would be if it were not for that river that began to flow, that fountain of living water, amen, that was introduced in a place called Bethlehem. I want to tell you, it's no wonder, amen, that when Jesus was born in Bethlehem, that shepherds came and angels came and wise men. God had determined that his son would be introduced to the world there at Bethlehem. And I want to say it today, in the midst of all of this trouble, there's still a place of refreshing. There's a place where you can go. You can meet the Christ of the manger. Hallelujah. I remember maybe it was last Christmas or one before I was preaching one Sunday. And I said, we all seem to be in such a hurry to get the baby Jesus out of the manger and get him on down to the cross because that's where everything was paid for for us. But I said, I'd like to this Sunday just leave him in the manger for a few moments and tell you that that was God's plan, that was God's ideal, that a virgin would conceive and bring forth a son, amen, in a place, amen, not a place not uh, uh, esteemed by the world, but a lowly place that the king of glory would be born in a place where there was not even any room for him in the end, but he'd be born in a stable, 
born in a barn and his worshipers would be shepherds that would come because God would speak to them first and say unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior which is Christ the Lord. I want to tell you it was a place of, listen, a place of, uh, of heritage. Israel, Bethlehem is also a place of refreshing but I want to tell you it's a place of unexpected royalty. Amen. And Micah said, out of you, Bethlehem, will he come. Luke 2.11 said, for unto us is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Listen to verse 12. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find that baby. Hallelujah. Not in a palace. Not some, you know, under the care of, of, of dozens of nurses like, like most kings would be. Amen. That were born. But you'll find him wrapped in swaddling clothes, which were a type of grave clothes. Lying in a manger, signifying God's son was born in that manger to die, amen, for the sins of the world. Oh, listen, I want to tell you today, it was a place of unexpected royalty. I don't know what you're expecting when you look at Christmas. I know to a lot of people it's dinners and it's gift giving and gift buying. And uh, one night, if the Lord will help me on Wednesday night here, I'll preach on the gift of Christmas. But I want to tell you, Christmas has become this, uh, this materialistic, this, this, this advertised thing that, that a lot of people, have they made it even a, a, a thing that puts them in a a hard place financially and they some of them work all year trying to pay off what they put on their credit cards for Christmas but I want to tell you what what I look for in Bethlehem amen it's not Santa Claus and, and I'm not going to say anything negative against that I've got too many <clears throat> kids that, that, that like to listen to us but I want to tell you what I look for in Christmas is the fact that there was a place called Bethlehem where God prophesied and where kings came through and where Jesus was born Amen. And where shepherds came and thank God. Amen. It was a place of unexpected royalty. The Son of God was born in that wonderful little town. You know, the last thing I want to say about Bethlehem is this. It was a place of, how can I say this? <clears throat> Unprecedented praise. I mean, there was never, I don't think, looking back, praise on the earth like there was at Bethlehem. Now, there's praise in heaven. Don't misunderstand me. I know the angels fly around the throne, and they cry, holy, holy, holy. Amen. Isaiah saw it 700 years later. John saw it on the Isle of Patmos, and those same seraphim were flying around the throne, still saying, holy, holy, holy. But can I tell you, never was there ever a time of praise like there was on the earth, like there was the night that Jesus was born in Bethlehem. The scripture said in Luke chapter 2 and verse number 13, listen, suddenly there was with the angel. This angel that came to the shepherds and said, fear not, for I bring you glad tidings of great joy, for unto you is born in the city of David a Savior. And the scripture said that suddenly there was with that angel, what's this? A multitude of the heavenly host, and they were praising God, amen, and saying, glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace and goodwill toward men. Oh, listen, what praise, what worship, amen. 
everything in that area. Worship the king that was born. Angels came from heaven. The skies were filled with a multitude. The shepherds fell down and they said, fear not. I want to tell you, I long to see the day when we stand on the other side over in that heavenly Jerusalem and Jesus is crowned king of kings and Lord of lords. You know something that innumerable angels and the Bible said their numbers 10,000 times 10,000 and thousands of thousands and can I tell you every saint that ever lived Old and New Testament every person that made it to heaven when he's crowned you talk about worship we've never seen anything like what's going to happen there but I'm going to tell you on this night it was unprecedented praise listen we need to make Christmas all about Jesus again hallelujah we need to make it about the Lord. The Bible said in Matthew chapter 2 verse number 1, now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem and they were saying, where is he that's born king of the Jews? Because we have seen his star God put a special star in heaven to guide them. They came, some say they traveled for months, maybe even years, to come there by caravan. And I know we sing the song, We Three Kings. Listen, they, they brought three uh, predominant gifts, but it was more than three kings. It was a troop of what were known as magi. And they said, we have come to worship him. John Gill in his commentary said, they worshiped him as a king, giving him the same honor, giving him the same glory, the same respect as they were accustomed to do to their own kings and princes that were born, amen, in their foreign land. I want to tell you that even the heathen came knowing who he was because they studied the prophecies. They, they read, uh, uh, amen, and they followed the signs and they knew that God had said that a, a scepter and a star of David would rise up, amen, over Israel in a particular place. And they came, listen, to Jerusalem expecting because the temple was there and because the palace was there, the baby would be born there. And when they come, they said, where is he that was born king of the Jews? And Herod said, where's he supposed to be born? And some old Bible believer, some old scripture uh, rich person said, well, he's supposed to be born according to the prophet Micah in Bethlehem of Frata, the, the hometown of David. He's supposed to be born there. And the scripture said, that Herod told him, said, when you found him, come back and bring me word. I want to worship him too. But they went, they saw the star. It stopped right over the manger, shined a light right in. They went in, they worshiped. They offered him gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh. And then they left there and went back another way because God knew they were worshipers, but Herod was a murderer. I want to tell you today, folks, I preached a message one time entitled, The Man That Missed Christmas. He's the only man in the story that didn't know what was going on. I want to tell somebody in Bethlehem a, a Savior was born and he came to save you and to save me from our sins. Do you know him? The place of Christmas is Bethlehem. Oh, little town of Bethlehem. Hallelujah. Thank God for Bethlehem because that's where God, amen, manifested his love. He gave his first gift there. The first Christmas gift. Do you know that uh, the scripture said in John 3, 16, that God so loved the world, what's this, that he gave. 
He gave a gift. He gave his only begotten son. That was his, that was his uh, method, amen, of showing his love. That whosoever believes in him, amen, should not perish. And that's our means of achieving it. Glory to God. His motive was love. Uh, his means was the gift. And our means of receiving was accepting what God offered. Will you receive Jesus tonight if you're watching me and you don't know the Lord and, and maybe you're wondering what all's going on in our world? Listen, Christmas coming right at the right time to tell you that in the city of David is a Savior. His name is Christ the Lord. And he came, thank God, to save us. And set our hearts on you, Lord, come and We hope you enjoyed today's message and will tune in again next time. Raising the Standard is the media ministry of the Richmond House of Prayer in Richmond, Kentucky. For more information on the various outreaches and ministries of the Richmond House of Prayer, please visit our website at www.rhop.life. Thanks for listening.